Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, March 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. FTX is back in the news, this time with a lawsuit against an investment company. Chinese companies who want to go public overseas have discovered Switzerland, and the Bank of Japan's incoming governor has hinted there may be a significant change. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. An affiliate of the collapsed crypto company FTX called Alameda Research yesterday sued the crypto investment company Grayscale. FTX is trying to force Grayscale to change the structure of its cryptocurrency trusts so that investors like FTX can get back more money. The lawsuit accuses Grayscale of refusing to allow redemptions and charging exorbitant fees. The FT's Stephen Gandell has more. Okay, so FTX is trying to get whatever money it can get in whatever pockets it has to get as much money back for the FTX depositors they owe a lot of money to. And one of the things that happens to be on Alameda's balance sheet are shares in this kind of, it's sort of like Bitcoin, but not quite. And it's called the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And right now it's trading at a a discount. So FTX is suing to try to get rid of that discount. And they're saying that they can make, for them, hundreds of millions of dollars for their Uh, investors if they're successful in this lawsuit. And for everyone who's in this trust, maybe as much as uh, $9 billion. All right, Stephen. So if I understand this correctly, and bear with me, because there is a lot going on here. FTX and Alameda bought into a grayscale cryptocurrency investment called a trust. It's not actually Bitcoin, but it allows you to try and profit from Bitcoin's price. Now, FTX thinks it can get more money back by making Grayscale reduce its fees and value the investments differently? What people have argued and Alameda is suing for, and others are suing Grayscale too, and they're saying that there's a way for you to fix this. The way for you to fix this is to sell some of the Bitcoin out of your trust. Well, Grayscale doesn't want to do that because they collect management fees on the amount of Bitcoin not on the amount of price of the shares. So they say they want to keep that Bitcoin. And and the suit here from Alameda alleges this, that that there's a conflict of interest here, that Grayscale could reduce this premium by selling some of their Bitcoin that's in the trust or allowing people to exchange their shares for the Bitcoin, but won't do it because they want to get this 2% fee, which is high in the exchange-traded fund world. They want to continue to get it. And that's the argument in this lawsuit. Now, Grayscale says it can't do this, that it'll get in trouble with regulators if it changes its structure. So does FTX and Alameda have a shot at winning this suit? So the only thing I can say is is other people who have filed this similar lawsuit, Firtree, which is a hedge fund that's filed a lawsuit, Osprey is another fund that's filed a lawsuit. There's similar people who have filed this lawsuit. The SEC has been able to look at these conflict interests for years and have not moved against them. So I actually think these suits are pretty hard to win. Stephen Gandell is the FT's U.S. banking correspondent. Chinese companies are piling into the Swiss stock market. Just last year, almost twice as many Chinese companies listed on the exchange compared to non-Chinese companies. The FT's Niku Isgari reports that rising geopolitical tensions with the U.S. have steered these companies away from Wall Street 
Niku joins me now to talk more about this. Hey, Niku. Hi, Mark. So why not choose another big market? I mean, there's London, there's Hong Kong. Why are they going to Switzerland? Well, the bankers and the exchange executives I talked to say that, firstly, these Chinese companies are listing in Switzerland because they want access to the European capital markets and European investors. So then you look at Europe and you look, for example, at London, where executives say that the UK audit regulator is, I guess, more stringent than the Swiss regulator, which on on the audits that the Chinese companies have to adhere to and provide when listing. So given that it's slightly easier for them to provide their audits in Switzerland, they are choosing that. And obviously, Switzerland in July of last year launched its Stock Connect program with China, which makes it easier to link up Chinese companies with the Swiss exchange. And that has just really opened the floodgates for Chinese companies to list in Zurich. Do you think that Chinese companies are going to keep listing in Switzerland? Absolutely. I mean, the Swiss stock exchange themselves said that they know of 20 Chinese companies that have announced their plans to list in Europe so far, whether that's Switzerland or elsewhere remains to be seen. But the bankers and um, other exchange executives say that a lot of these companies are targeting Switzerland and um, following in the footsteps of those that have already listed. What about companies from other countries? Do you think they'll follow suit? I think it depends what sort of company you are and what you want to achieve from listing. I mean, the Chinese companies that are choosing Switzerland are choosing it because it's an accessible and easier venue to pick and to start their European expansion and, you know, raising money from Europe and tapping European investors. But other, I think, European companies, for example, they would perhaps find it easier and better for them to list on a bigger exchange like the LSE or um, Amsterdam, which has really taken up a bulk of the listings so far this year. Niku Isgari is the FT's digital markets correspondent. Thanks, Niku. Thank you. Japan's new central bank governor will take over next month. Kazu Ueda is a 71-year-old economist. He's the first academic to take charge of the bank in post-war Japan. And he recently hinted that there may be a significant change to a long-standing policy called yield curve control. The FT's Tokyo bureau chief, Kana Inagaki, explains. Basically, the BOJ under the incumbent Harushiko Kuroda for a decade has been carrying out very aggressive monetary easing measures to get Japan out of a long period of deflation. And as part of that policy, they implemented a measure called yield curve control, which is basically the Bank of Japan buying large volumes of Japanese government bonds to keep yields near zero. You know, that policy was effective in some ways when globally there was no inflation and yields were lower elsewhere. But right now, with the shock from the global energy crisis and central banks worldwide trying to carry out rate hikes to control inflation, the BOJ's yield curve control policy has come under pressure In the months of December and January alone, they actually spent more than $300 billion dollars trying to buy large amounts of Japanese government bonds so that they can actually maintain the cap that they have on JGBs. So what did Ueda suggest he might do to change the central bank's policy of yield curve control, or YCC for short? During a recent parliamentary hearing for his confirmation, 
there were some hints that he gave about the BOJ's yield curve control policy. And the hint that he dropped was if prices keep going up in Japan, then the BOJ will need to head towards normalization. But he also suggested that there's negative uh, side effects from the policy where, you know, obviously the BOJ needs to spend so much money to keep the cap. And so either way, whether inflation takes off in Japan or not, he seems to suggest that there is going to be some kind of an adjustment to the current policy. Now, what would happen if the Bank of Japan abandons its policy of yield curve control? For a very long time, uh, Japanese investors have been seeking to make profit by you know, trying to invest in other bond markets where yields are higher. And so the assumption, if the BOJ changes or abandons its YCC policy, is that Japanese investors may in fact come back and invest in its uh, domestic bond market again. Okay, so let's just say that the Bank of Japan goes ahead with this and ditches yield curve control. How would that affect global bond markets? The Bank of Japan heading towards normalization could have huge consequences for global financial markets. Basically, for the past decade, um, as we've been discussing, the BOJ has been keeping yields very low. And, you know, it stood out among other central banks. And so it was kind of like the BOJ's YCC was like the last anchor that kept global yields at a certain level. So the concern or the potential impact from the BOJ changing its policy is that that last anchor will be removed. And so that will also lead to uh, essentially a rise in global yields. That's the FT's Tokyo bureau chief, Kana Inagaki. And while we're on the topic of central bankers, just a heads up that Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell is heading over to the U.S. Capitol today for a face-to-face with lawmakers. Powell does this twice a year, but this one is high stakes. Lawmakers are expected to grill Powell on the latest inflation data and how the Fed expects to handle it. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business... Global Corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.